Do you feel guilty if you fill up at a gas station that doesn't have Exxon Mobil on the sign? Well, senior mechanical engineering superstar Caitlin Jenkins does. Time to find out why. Well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It, it looks something like this. You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the latest episode of Hashtag Getting, the official podcast, the greatest in higher education by a mile, of the Samuel Ginn College of Engineering's Office of Communications and Marketing. Did I forget anything? That's two. That's two in a two row. Two in a row. I nailed I am Jeremy Henderson, communication specialist, joined, as always, by my co-host, Austin Phillips, assistant director of everything. We have Marcus Klutz, producer, director, extraordinaire, and uh, we are joined today, very special guest, Caitlin Jenkins, senior, about to graduate in mechanical engineering. Caitlin, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. See, it's not too weird. We're doing good. (laughs) First up, Austin here, my co-host, graduated, uh, he majored in journalism. I, for some reason, did philosophy. Marcus, I don't, he didn't graduate high school, I don't think. <laughs> you, GED. You, it's you, equivalent. Equivalency, my bad. You went another route, mechanical engineering. Safe to say, maybe a little harder, Austin, what do you uh, think? Yeah. Maybe touch just just a touch. I guess. <laughs> what in the world drew you to such a challenging degree? Um, I don't know. I kind of regret it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Buyers remorse. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. <laughs> um, no. So I've always been interested in math and science. I was that kid who asked for those roller coaster Lego things that you build, and on our dining table, I always had some type of weird project on it. Um, and so I grew up with three brothers too. And so I've all, they've always challenged me and like to pick on me. And so grew up tough and so kind of helped me fit in the engineering world. Um, but definitely just the problem solving aspect of it. I love puzzles. Um, just kind of looking at things and trying to fix them. And so I didn't know what type of engineering I wanted to do. And so when I came here to Auburn, I took the first engineering orientation class and, Someone my age now walked up in the class and said, if you don't know what you want to do, do mechanical, because they do everything. And they were right, and it's worked out so far. <laughs> what brought what brought you to Auburn? Um, so I grew up a military brat and moved around a lot and really had no intention of going to Auburn at all. I moved to Alabama when Alabama was winning everything, and so I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll go to Alabama. They're good at football. And then I came to Auburn for a football game, and I was like, this place is way better. Might not be as good as football, but definitely better. And so really just fell in love with the campus. And then I came back for E-Day and thought it was the coolest thing ever, Um, all the different cars out there and everything. And then I didn't really realize how – because, like, going to different colleges, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll go to probably somewhere back in Virginia or somewhere in Texas – and then I realized like how well known Auburn is for their engineering program, and that's what drew me back here. I'm glad you said that about the uh, the Auburn thing because we were doing a little due diligence and uh, saw a little photo on Facebook. You seem to be at an Alabama tailgate, 2013. <laughs> Ring a bell. That's my first time in Alabama. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, glad you know. 
for you washed washed all wine. that washed <laughs> wash clean it's good to go good to go Coming to deciding to come to Auburn E-Day, we've heard that several times with some of the students and and how impactful E-Day was. Um, You've been involved with some campus organizations. Uh, Cupola Engineering Ambassadors is one of those. Just talk talk about what the Cupola Engineering Ambassadors are. Uh, What role did one maybe play in, in helping you come here? And then some of the things that you guys do. Yeah, so I did take a Cupola tour I don't really remember that well. Couldn't remember who my cupola was, which I hate because we're all so close. Um, but it just having that interaction with a student and kind of getting what student perspective is of Auburn really kind of because when you're coming here, you are Googling different colleges and you're looking up what they're best at and different types of engineering. But actually, like hearing people's experience is really what made me realize how great Auburn is and what the program has to offer. Um, and so Cupola Engineering Ambassadors, we do tours for the College of Engineering. We work with alumni, and it's by far been my favorite part about Auburn. Um, it's a very unique group, um, and so it's kind of a hard interview process to go through, but and it's very diverse, too. You have people from every different major represented, and they're some of the weirdest, smartest, most hardworking people I've ever met, and they're we all have to do tours, so we have to be able to talk to people. And so when you put 10 of us in a room, it's a lot. (laughs) We have to always close the door because we're always so loud. But um, just being, especially like surrounding yourself with people who are better than you is kind of my my dad always tells me. And especially I would say in Cupola, I mean, we have people who are NSF scholarships. Every year someone always wins in Cupola, which is like this huge national thing. People all over the world doing engineering projects, getting Almost everyone in Cupola already had a job lined up in September. And so just being around those type of people really has made me a better person, and I love it. I hear you're pretty um, pretty competitive rec league teams as well. Extremely competitive. Intramurals is second most important thing I've done at Auburn. <laughs> um, our softball team was took a rough hit this year. We lost 21-0. to zero. Three to touchdowns. To yeah. Uh, they were amazing. I think it was an Auburn softball team, like second, like didn't, <laughs> the second string, <laughs> the yeah. second string. Um, yeah, they had switch. Every guy was a switch hitter because guys have to bat left-handed, and Jeez. we were just a bunch of engineers out there. I had a t-ball glove. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds amazing. Um, but flag football and volleyball is where we really thrive. Flag football made it first time playoffs in Cupola history. Made it second round. Unfortunately, lost on a. It was an overtime game, and they made a touchdown, and it was pass interference, but it's intramural, so I don't call that. With the engineering curriculum, how, how do you find time to do things like that? And, and to uh, keep, yeah. the, keep the office hours that you guys keep for Cupola? Um, good question. <laughs> don't. Um, but definitely just finding that balance. Um, like, it's one of those things, like, okay, if you're around your friends, like, the office, yeah, it's a social place. It's a place to figure out tours, but it's also a study space. And so, like, if I'm in the office and there's no tours, I'm still in there. And it's like, hey, like, let's work on our homework together. Or just kind of, like, I like to treat each day kind of like an 8 to 5 work day. And so if I'm on campus, I'm doing something. If I have class at 10 and office hour at 1, then I'll go sit in Wiggins and work on some homework um, instead of just go home, take a nap, and come back. And so it's easy to do that. I know freshman year, I if I had a break, I'd lived on campus, so I'd just go home, take a nap, and come back. But um, just finding that balance and also, like, when you're around people who are always doing work, you're going to do work. So just having that cupola 
kind of family has really made me a harder worker in a way just because no one's like, especially just in engineering in general, engineering students are very motivated. And so when you're constantly surrounded by those people working, um, it's motivates you to work. See, Jeremy, you don't have to take a I nap do. in the middle of the day. You know, <laughs> she doesn't bad. do it. I felt bad. <laughs> Big question here, because mm-hmm. we've had a lot of people asking. Is Michael Zabala really all that? <laughs> He's pretty awesome. Um, I met Dr. Zabala my senior, my junior year, um, and I was interested in doing research because I took his biomechanics class, and I was wondering if he did anything with the Army because both my brother's in the Army now, too. And he instantly was like, oh, we don't ha- have anything specific that you can work on, but if you have any projects, like look up some articles. Next day, I brought in an article Happened to know the guy who wrote the article. That's just Dr. Zabala for you. And instantly reached out to that professor. And from there, we had, um, it was with Natick in Boston. And they were able to bring us all the Army equipment. And we got to go out to Fort Benning and watch lunch. And it was just like step after step. Like, he's someone who gets things done. And I think that's kind of why, just in a short time here, he's gotten so well, outstanding everything. <laughs> well, you may not know this yet, but this podcast will follow his podcast. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Glad y'all. <laughs> he said something Had about. The best first. I asked him about you. Mm. He said who? <laughs> and then when I reminded him, he was like, "She does really cool research in heavy loads carried by airborne soldiers at Fort Benning." What in the world does that mean? So, um, whenever you jump out of a helicopter, you have your parachute in reserve, which is around fifty pounds. 60 and then you also have this rucksack that you're carrying all your equipment in different and so if you're jumping in a field you have 100 pounds on you and you're sitting in the plane before you jump and so before that you have to kind of waddle to um the helicopter and so when you do that little waddle you're like putting a whole different moment on your ankle and so with that loaded force and that different ankle leads to a lot of injuries and so we were kind of looking at what is causing that. And so we, like my dad, he has no cartilage in his knees and we were able to see like by changing the moments in your ankle, you're changed by adding that load and changing the way you walk, you completely change that moment, which over time can lead to cartilage degradation. Hmm. So pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Your brother, um, he attended a lesser university, Mm -hmm. uh, Harvard. Yeah. Um, plays football. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, my younger brother, he's the worst one in the family. Um, <laughs> he wasn't smart enough to get a scholarship at Auburn, yeah, so he had to go that. to Harvard. <laughs> I hear that. I'd probably beat him in flag football. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, he was kind of smart, but really a good football player. And so I actually got to go on the official visit with him to Harvard. And this is like the perfect thing to tell a sister. Um, but the coach looked at him and said, you'd never be smart enough to get into Harvard on your own. It's for your football skills. <laughs> and he, nice. he is really smart. <laughs> well, encouraging. It's nice. Yes. That's yes. sweet of him. Thanks. Good. Um, and so he's trying to convince him, like, this is your one chance to go to Harvard. And I'm over here like, why would you even doubt it? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, all the Ivy League schools started reaching out to him and got to go to the big one, Harvard. And it's I got to actually watch them beat Yale for the first time in 12 years in the Boston Red Sox Stadium. So Compare that to Auburn, Alabama. Um, it's That one 
it's kind of a huge deal, but Harvard football games are like high school football games. Their band has about 10 people in it, and they just run around the field. There's no formation. It's unlike anything I've ever seen before. Um, but at Harvard, 50% of their students are actually athletes, which I didn't realize. Um, but so it's it's a cool place. <laughs> well, uh, in addition to Cupola and some of the other extracurricular, you've been a model here. Oh, yes. And you were my. featured on some banners <laughs> on the concourse. I brought every family member to see that. My grandma, she loved it. My sister-in-law made her walk with a brand-new baby all the way over here just to see the poster. And we had it in the magazine, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the magazine. I think it looked familiar. <laughs> that was it. So yeah. my brother actually has a huge Harvard football picture of him hanging up in his room. And so I'm, as soon as I get home, I'm putting it right on the door. Yes, yes. <laughs> so we had these banners on the on the concourse that we're celebrating 125 years of women here at Auburn. And Caitlin was nice enough to to be one of our models. And, and was it the DML lab? Or I mm-hmm. think we went, yeah, or we went a lab yeah. over pretty close to that. Engineers Without Borders. Mm-hmm. Here you're pretty big up into that. Yes, I actually got to go to Rwanda this summer. Um, I've been a part of it fresh, since freshman year. And I love the organization. I love people that lead it and their purpose behind it. And going to Rwanda was one of the, craziest most rewarding experience I think I've ever had I expected to be like in this jungle but we are actually on top of a mountain in a village so there's no electricity um, and it was just beautiful and the people there were so nice too like I'd just be walking around by myself felt completely safe um, and we yeah we actually built a pipeline so they had a tap at the top of the mountain and they had people over like a hundred people who were walking almost a mile to get this water and you'd have kids who were three or four and five carrying these jugs in their head. Um, and it was just crazy how like literally so many young kids were walking a mile just to get this water and bring it back to their family. And so we extend the pipeline down a mile. So they had a tap at the school and then they'd have another tap um, down by the church. How, how did you get turned on to engineers without borders? Is this something that you thought you wanted to do before you came here? Or is it something you were introduced to once you got here? How did, how, um, how did you get? Yeah, actually, I went on a mission trip um, my senior year of high school and really kind of wanted to do something like that with engineering. Um, and so I started my freshman year. I went to a meeting, learned about it, um, and just kind of been involved ever since. Got a job lined up with Exxon Mobile, from what I hear. Let me ask you, though. I would be wondering this. Like, if I had a job lined up with, do you feel, I mean, do you, are you obligated to pull into an Exxon station? Like, every time, like, if you need gas, do you feel guilty? I do. Every like, time. I, just, I knew it. See, that's exactly what I was If there's a shell across the street, I always call the Exxon. I love it. All right, so how was that? I mean, how that, that's a pretty, yeah, I, I've I heard of that company. We, we talked, I guess this has yeah. been months ago, mm-hmm. and you, you were, you were, Weighing that decision, you had several offers. Um, so what, who were those offers from and what ultimately led to your decision to, to choose to, to join Exxon um, and go to Houston? Yeah, so I had offers from Lockheed Martin, Boeing, Raytheon, um, Northrop Grumman, and Exxon. And I always thought I'd go in the defense industry. Um, that was kind of just like growing up in a military family. That's all I knew. My dad worked for Northrop Grumman. Um, a lot of his friends worked for different defense in- agencies. I was like, that's what I want to do. Like, that's always my passion. And then I went to Exxon Mobil and got there and realized, like, how not only, like, was it super cool headquarters, but the people there were awesome. And, like, they were just so passionate about what they were doing and just seemed like a really good, like, culture, which – it's 
something you don't really think about when you graduate. You're just always thinking like that cool. I want to go build airplanes or I want to go do this, but like being around and actually meeting the people and seeing what they do. And I, it was the hardest decision I've ever had to make. I sat in the Wiggins basement for three hours until five, I had to make my decision at 5 PM. <laughs> you saw me that day and I did not know what to do. I typed an email, even like accepting to Boeing and I was about to send it, deleted it. And then kind of wait on it again, called every family member 20 times, and then decided just kind of take a leap of faith and just try something different. If it doesn't work out, figure it out next. But, yeah, awesome. that's how I made a decision. I, <laughs> I had a similar experience. I had offers from the Shelby County Reporter, mm-hmm. the Ufala Tribune, the Western Star. Subway. Subway. <laughs> <laughs> Books a million. You, you looked like a, a, a sandwich artist. Oh, yes. <laughs> I could sling it, man. Well, what about Houston? How, how excited are you moving to the to the big city? Oh, I'm pumped. I didn't realize traffic was so bad. I actually went there with some cupolas for spring break and did some house hunting and went to the rodeo. And there's a lot of people there. <laughs> I As soon as I told someone I was moving to Houston, they're like, oh, you know, you're moving to the third largest city in America? And I said, what? <laughs> I know you never think of that. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of that picked up after Katrina because there was a lot of evacuees um, that left mm, from New yeah. Orleans. So you, you, Houston really picked up a, a population boost right after Katrina. Home of Warren Moon. Yes, yes. <laughs> you have no idea who Warren Moon is, do you? No yeah. idea. Houston Oiler, great quarterback. I thought you said warm moon. It's like, I guess it's kind it's of a warm moon. Out That's there. a weird way to say it. <laughs> Home of the warm moon. Let's say you meet a. Uh, you're, you're you're in line at you know mo at Exxon. Mm-hmm. You're getting gas. There's a teenager. You hear him over talk. You know over you overhear him say something about which school he's looking to go to. He wants to go to engineering. He's got a bunch of different choices. What is your pitch to be like? Go. You should totally go to Auburn, dude. Oh man, just gave it yesterday. Actually, let's hear it. Um, the so Auburn University, you get the experience of college, the football, the atmosphere, the family. Um, you, beautiful weather most of the time, but more important, like you get to learn with people who love what they're doing. And I just think you're surrounded by people who love to be at Auburn and college is hard. Looking back, I cannot wait to graduate. <laughs> Great four years, but kind of ready to be done with it. But I like, I had no idea where I wanted to go or what I wanted to do. And I just kind of chose Auburn cause it was the thing like I was in out living in Alabama at the time and just having being here now and just the people I've met are just some of the most incredible people. And if you come to Auburn, one, do it for the people, but choose engineering also for the people. Cause you're surrounded by like, I didn't realize until you like start looking at like some of the research people are doing or just some of my friends and what they're doing, but they, we have some of the smartest, most hardworking, passionate people about Auburn, especially in the college engineering. And I think, the college engineering kind of has a different feel than the rest of campus in a way. And I feel like I've heard so many people say like, oh, Auburn's an engineering school. And we really are. And like, we do it amazingly well. When you're giving these tours, what, mm-hmm. what, what's the one thing that, that gets people probably more than anything here on, on the engineering campus? Um, I'm sure it varies between yeah. different um, majors, but I would say just all the different like labs we have and projects. Like when I take people in Wiggins and show them the 3d printing lab and they realize 
like we have all this awesome equipment that we're, and we're using it. And also just someone said to me that there's like no one's sleeping around here. <laughs> like she's like, I remember in college people were just sleeping everywhere. Like everyone's here working. <laughs> don't, don't bring them to Jeremy's office. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> it's a condition. Uh, he's like, everyone's like studying and working hard. And she was like, man, that's kind of encouraging to see. And so I, I think we have some really cool resources. I'm a little biased, but I think Wiggins is the best building in the world, and I would have my wedding there if I could. What <laughs> is stopping you? <laughs> You're right. Um, I've spent too many hours in there, but I I just think, especially like our campus, like the Student Achievement Center, every time I'm on tour, I'm like, this is the coolest thing in the world, and I don't even want to talk about it because I'm bitter about it because I don't get to experience <laughs> it. I walked through um, yesterday, and it's it's going to be something impressive. Yeah, it's I'm, where will be the number one? Like, Harvard, better watch out. We're going to be number one soon. <laughs> Please. What's your immediate plans? What, what you got going this summer? Um, I'm going to Italy to study abroad. And so um, the research I do is in biomechanics. And so it's kind of combining engineering and the arts. Um, and so we're going to take cooking class, ballet. Um, <laughs> I'm also, my best friend's going on the trip, too, who's also in mechanical engineering. And we're going for 10 days extra, and we're going to go to Switzerland, Germany, Austria. I did. I did Switzerland on a um one in graduate mm-hmm. school, and that's one of the most amazing. Experiences yeah, of my life. We're also we're gonna take a train from from because we're flying in Munich, Germany, and we're gonna take a train from Munich to Florence through the Swiss Alps. Cool. You yeah. know who else is going? Yeah, right here, the man, right guy. in front of you. Uh, how do you feel about that? I'm gonna have the coolest Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was looking at an upgrade to first class, and that well, it's only about twenty one thousand or something like that. So he may be pulling the first class. <laughs> Sounds like it's gonna be a really, really rigorous, you know, academic experience over there for Marcus. You know, yeah, it's be tough <laughs> you know, beaches and yeah. Como and families there, and pasta yeah. and wine, <laughs> more wine. <laughs> Hey, thanks so much for coming in. Yeah, thanks for, being, for having congrats me. Congrats for all your success, on, on all your success, and for being what an amazing ambassador for our wonderful university, the wonderful college. and it's the Best uh, place in the world. Yeah, War Eagle. War Eagle, Caitlin. War Eagle. Thank you, guys.